0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, tonight, I'd like to continue, Father, speaking to you regarding, in this evening, Lord, regarding the things of Job and the things of the hand and the bone. Father, I'd like to focus a little bit on Job because I provided some notes for people in this Dear Lord, I ask you to make it known to the people what you're showing me at this time. Because, Lord, even though I've studied the book of Job's many times and studied it, I believe, very deeply, but, Lord, you continually open your knowledge. And, Lord, I repent before you that I did not see it this way, as, dear Lord, you've now shown. And, Lord, you're showing us in this book a marvelous thing that is just absolutely tied to this day as we talked last night. The people need to understand that Job is one of these marvelous people in the Bible. And Lord, his name even is an interesting name because they don't really grab the understanding of it, Lord. And until we see Job 42, 1 to 6, it's very difficult for us to understand exactly what is happening with this thing. Father, we praise your name understanding, dear God, that you are a God that shows us what's going to happen. You teach us your ways, and you prepare us ahead of time. Lord, when you tell us in Ezekiel 38 that the devil is preparing all of his ways to come against your people, but Lord, you also tell us in the scriptures that you prepare everything ahead of time. So we are without excuse, because the creation bears witness to us, but also, All the works of the ones before us bear witness to us of the things that we are going to face that we must overcome to bring forth your kingdom. Because, Lord, this is all about bringing forth your kingdom and giving glory to the Father. You're trying to overcome the world and deliver to your Father a glorious kingdom. And the Father, by his words and by the work of the Spirit, is bearing witness to you and the work that you're trying to do. And he's supporting all your work because it's one plan. You and him are one. And Father, we pray at this time, Lord, that the people would understand that Job, the meaning of Job, many say the persecuted, but the Hebrew people would read the, the spelling, I'm told, and say that it's the enemy. Another one said it's object of amenity enmity. Lord, we pray that people might understand the meaning of all this if they look upon the fact that we talked about last night is that when Job saw the way of the words that he had not seen. See, he was a marvelous man getting prophetic word and doing good works before you and you were blessing him. And he was bountifully doing it. He was keeping all the way of the law. But Lord, you wanted to show him the meaning of the law. And Lord, it's very much like you're trying to show the people of Israel at this time. They look at the laws recorded in the book of Moses, but they do not discern that they're done in the way of your words. And if they go with those words and keep them, then they are blessed. But if they go against them, they're cursed. But what they need to understand is those laws are pointing to your words. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you're a great God, that you provided all that. Lord, you showed us many things in the law, dear God, that are marvelous to our eyes at this time. And if we understand them, we can do the way of the words, and these things will be blessed. But Lord, you came to establish with us the new covenant. And a new covenant is the purpose, dear Lord. You're trying to get us back to the point that we can re-enter the likeness of the Garden of Eden. And Lord, we pray that we begin to understand this. That Lord, it's the appointed time. We must come out of the world. We must overcome the world by truth. People are rushing in these days to get ready for an election in America when they should not even be voting because they do not know the truth of the nation and of the laws. And the shepherds don't want to tell them. The lawyers don't want to tell them. The judges don't want to tell them. The military generals don't want to tell them. The politicians won't speak truth. And if they told the truth, they would get in meetings like I was in, where it was the Crown Trust people explaining to our government, explaining to a representative of the president of Argentina, the real truth, saying that, you know, they're going to put this, something they were already doing, they're going to put in front of the Congress six months later. And then they would go through these TV debates to see whether it should be a or not. And it's all a lie. It's all done to deceive the people to think they have democracy or freedom. When they're in fact our slaves and they don't even are not even accounted by the Crown Trust as living beings. And they have no right to vote. So the vote that they make in the states has no rights. It has no power. It's not even official. But they believe it is because they're told it is by people who lie and everything. And even they made a lie. Dear Lord even put the law in front of the people in the in early in the mid two thousands by George Bush Junior before they he left the, the White House. He put in the law that they don't have to tell the truth. Congress, Senate all agreed to it. For national security reasons. In other words, for anything that's against what we want to accomplish in America, we don't have to tell the people what we're doing. We don't have to tell the people that we're stealing from them, that we're going to kill them, we're going to destroy them, and that we're in cahoots But the other nations, like it says in Daniel 7, that the king of the north conquered the three big nations, America, China, and Russia, and uses them to control the rest of the world. Because all three of those nations work in unison. They act like they're at war with one another. But anybody watching the elections can see they're bringing forth a civil war all over the world. And in all the countries, they're stirring this up. All the countries, even in Russia and China. They're stirring up things that people don't know it yet. And they're stirring it up in Germany and all through Europe and South Korea and so forth. They're now in a great problem over there with the president and so on and scandals and all these things. Lord, all over the world, they're doing these things on purpose because we trust the words of the devil and you told us that as soon as the words were open, when the light entered the world, Psalms 119, 130, Revelation 18, 1 to 4, when the light entered the world we were supposed to come out from the world and seek after you to make you anoint you as king but we didn't do it and lord the sad thing is we're coming to the fullness of your word even though the invitation was open to us all the time you know one of the things about the the great supper one of the, the wonderful things about the great the parable of the great supper in luke 14:15 to 24 is that from the beginning you were inviting the people in and some came Some took chairs and sat in the great hall, learning and eating of the bread of the knowledge of you, the bread of instruction of the kingdom. But if you go to the churches, none of them are there. They're not going there because they don't believe it yet. They don't understand. In the book of Job, you show us, dear God, this wonderful truth that when he saw the words, when he really understood the words, he repented zealously for his failure to see the words. Because you told us in Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, when you send the words into the world, which is how you said the day of the Lord would start, in Zechariah 14, 7, Psalms 119, 130, and Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, you told us that when that happens, that you will hold those into account that were given the opportunity to receive the words and refuse to do it. And Lord, you showed us that's a very serious matter. But Job repented when he was, you, you kept, you kept debating this. Even with his three friends, he kept debating this thing. You allowed it to go on until you sent your your messenger, Elihu. And dear Lord, he brought them to the knowledge of your words. And I've dictated all this into the notes. And they can read the notes and understand this great truth of what you've done. And how marvelous it was. But Lord, the great example that you're showing us at that time. Dear lord that eluhu verifies for us is that the seal and we're in the time of the seal judgment the seal is always given in the night it's your law and lord you said the seal judgments and that explains why the seal judgments last until the morning because you always give your seal you were ready to give the seal any time during these 14 years we're in 13 years and seven months now of the, of the seal judgments. And the morning is coming and the morning comes a trumpet. When the morning comes and the trumpet comes, it's too late to get the seal. Lord, this is the time we must choose. You're telling us this. It's your law. The night is for that purpose of getting the seal. The seal is the choice of the words we're going to follow. If we don't have that seal, we're going to go through some great troubles in the morning. Because the manifestation of your plague judgments is coming in the morning. But in this time of the night, you're going to compel the people to come in. That is what the purpose of Ezekiel 38 war is. You stir them up so that the people can take their choice. Either They follow the words of the Satan, the serpent's servants which is Queen Elizabeth and the Rothschilds and the Crown Trust who control the United Nations and they control the Vatican and they control America, they control Russia, China, Israel, all those nations. If anybody would listen to Chip Tatum's testimony, they would see that Jerome Perez is not no saint that he's been called. He might be a nice guy, but the problem is he walked with the One World Order and he was a friend of Kissinger and so on and they were working to bring forth this evil One World Order and he worked With the Mossad agents did so much evil works with the Knights of Templar, which I have personal testimony from them that they use the Mossad only to do their evil works. And these are the guys that control the drugs, work with the drugs with the Bush family, and distribute them in the world and control the mafias. And they control the training of the terrorists and so on. And you can see the world mess that we're in. And, Lord, this is what these leaders are doing. And you told us that when the time of the words were open, we are to come out from following these leaders because they're headed to destruction. Lord, a very interesting thing, as I've talked about with the bone issue, is that you established every bone, every particle, every dust. And, Lord, even if we went back to dust, you would reassemble us because you assigned every particle to its work. And when they assemble at the point in time, the memory... Of every event is recorded. It's recorded in the stars. It's recorded in the firmament. And then when the bones and the particles go back together, that memory is put back in there. But Lord, you didn't want to ever break your law. And that's why you never had the bones of Moses or the bones of your son, Lord Jesus Christ, broken. And he hid them from man. So he could not destroy the testimony that stands against us. The bones are like a memory device. But Lord... The wonderful thing in this writing and the notes I've shown them is that Lou is testifying that your purpose and your desire at this time is you're going to heal the people. Those who come out, you will heal. those. That's why you're telling us in the parable of the great supper, Lord, you want the, the lame, the maimed, the blind, all of them to come. But Lord, it's the will of you to be healed in the morning. When you manifest the plagues on the others, you'll manifest the healing upon these people but they better come out before the winter time because their lord there'll be people i believe that'll be brought out in the winter but those who have been invited those who have known the words had the opportunity to receive the words even the crown trust had the opportunity to receive these words because the writing went to them they did not come to investigate they did not seek the knowledge of truth because they served the devil and their will they want to impose. They believe that their technology and everything is, is controlled. But what I was saying is, you say in the scriptures, very clearly, Revelation 17, that the devil's going to perdition. In other words, his particles have already been assigned at the assigned time, the appointed time of the Father, that he's going into the prisons of God. Therefore, all those who worship him are going there. And when he's there, he's a prisoner. He's put in the body of a worm just like the others, like it says in Job 18. See, Job 18 and all these, there's many prophetic words spoken all the way up to like 31 chapters. It goes up to 31 chapters before Elihu speaks. Elihu was sent there as a counselor. He was sent there to speak as the spirit of truth. as a, He was sent there by you to speak the spirit of truth. The first three were sent for the purpose of one doing the, the way, dear Lord of separating themselves from the, from the people of the world. Dear Lord, it's it's interesting. It's it, it, the name Eliphaz, the first one, the Temanite. He his work was to have the endeavor of God, and he's uh, the best knowledge that they have. He's a d- descendant of Esau. So you can see, Lord, that they didn't treat the inheritance of the words of God, even though they had that knowledge, Esau knew his father was Jacob. They had the knowledge, they passed it down, but it gets interrupted and it corrupted. And even though he was very wise, he came and spoke, but he didn't truly understand the power and authority of the words of wisdom and the eternal plan of God. And didn't really explain to Job how to overcome this thing. But he is example of the first spirit, the work of the first spirit, the endeavor of God. Your endeavor, your work, is to separate light and darkness. And Bildad, the second one, was of old friendship, the former reign. That's supposed to be the wisdom of the words. You know, we're going to have the latter reign, which is the words in the full measure of the seven spirits according to the new covenant that you've enabled us to receive if we will receive it. Because it's available now, the lights, when you said the entrance of the words gives light and then the light entered the world, it means that the new covenant is coming and it's here. And if we set ourselves apart by it, you will keep us from the world by it. If the people will do it. The Bildad, interesting, it's old friendship, former reign, Shuite. This thing is the the recompense. The recompense comes by the words of God. Those who hear the words of God and do them will be set apart and saved. All those that call upon his name, Joel 2.32, Joel 2.32, shall be delivered. His name is the word of God. So if we set ourselves by the word, apart by the word, and seek the Lord to try to get him to give us understanding of how to be a doer of the words, in the way of the words, correctly with authority to do that and not using it for prosperity many people want to use the words to make money many people want to use all things of God to be prosperous but this is the time we're to come out of the world and come into the new kingdom of God where everything is going to be different I've explained many things about the, uh, the, the new kingdom that's coming the way that things are going to be And people are shocked to hear things like this. Some of the things that God is revealing, not all. It's not clear yet, but we're getting a a fuzzy picture of what it's going to be like in the kingdom of God when it comes on earth. Everything is different. Gardens come up quickly. As he tells you in the Bible, every tree produces its fruit every month. That's not like today. Every month, same tree producing. And some trees produce a different fruit every month. Is it the same tree? Or is it the same fruit or another kind of fruit? That's the mystery of the kingdom of God. Things are different because God is going to show you that he can cause things to change quickly for the season so that we can learn. And please remember that when he tells us the new year for trees is in the the second month of the winter, um, it's like in our January time frame, if you're going by the January calendar, But it's the second month of the the winter time. That is the New Year of Trees, right in the middle of that time, the middle of the three months of the winter season of God's calendar. In that time frame, it's the New Year of Trees, the almond branch blossoms and so on. It's the first one to blossom. and That means God's ready to perform his word. But the tree is symbolic of the nations as well. And that means that if, if the church hasn't got in, it's the multitudes of nations in their tongues. The famine of the word will have been set on those. And even the world must come by that time. Those of the world must come in and enter the kingdom by that time, I believe. Because that's when God says his word is ready. That means judgment is done. And the separation judgment, as it tells you in Revelation 6, The seal is already given when the scroll is rolled up. That's the giving of the seal. The seal means the judgment of the words. Which ones are we taking? The words of God or the words of man? That is what is being told there. And it's going to happen in the night, which means it should happen this year because this should be the last year of the night, according to everything that the Lord has revealed previously and what he's speaking in prophetic word and from the scriptures as I've revealed it many times. We've had the opportunity every year to bring forth this war. The, 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 the harlot was ready. The Lord was ready. See, he's allowing, they're waiting. He put the hook in their jaw. And, and, and the fact is they're waiting for the Father to say, come forth. Do your thing. Because he wants to judge the people. And it's, Satan is just like going before Job. He's waiting for that word to come and says, go. Because God said we're going to have an hour of trial, and we're in that hour of trial now. He said it in October 2013, but he hasn't been able to come. The devil hasn't been able to come back forth. The mercy of God, because it's going to be the worst time that ever happened, and it's going to be so fast and so destructive. And God's got to intervene, but He cannot intervene if His people will not come out. And he said, if we don't turn in Malachi 4, 6, if we don't turn and and uh, replenish the family value, you know, honor the father and the mother and the rest of his laws, Daniel 9:24. If we don't do these things, then he's going to come and curse our land, which means everything about us is done. You won't have any blessing. You won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to produce anything. Nothing will work for you. You think you can make a product? It won't work. You think you can harvest bread in the ground? No, it won't work. None of that. Nothing will multiply for you. That's what's going to happen if we don't turn for that time frame. We're in a very important time now. The messenger of the covenant is coming. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's coming like a whirlwind to Job. Because he's going to rule from heaven. But his breath, just like he showed us with the disciples on the day the power fell. It was like a rushing wind and tongues of fire bounce over their heads. And the tongue represents the words of God that they were to speak. And he's given them authority, the power to speak them. That was why it was symbolic of that. The bow is symbolic of the words of God being loosed because we do it with our hands like he did with Elisha. What is happening here is he's telling us at this time we should... Get ready. See, these guys, he chastised, the Lord chastises in chapter 42 of Job. He chastises these two friends of, of Job's and makes them apologize and make recompense to Job for the damage they'd done, which is what he's going to do even to the church today because the church has not taught their people the way of the words. He's not, they have not put into the storehouse of the hearts of the people the food of the kingdom of heaven that they're required to do. So his storehouses are empty. And yet they've built great churches. The Shepherds have mansions. Some of them, uh, some of the sickening things people do, like putting offering plates on the altar and having people come up during the thing and put offering in there so they can be blessed by God. No, you're not. You're going to perdition because you're following the way of the world and not of God. That may sound good now, that you're getting blessed something now. Are you really? Are you ready for the total collapse of the nation? I've explained it to you. It's coming. They promised it. I sat in a meeting where they said it in 1997. They're going to bankrupt the the nations, all of them, including America, and all the people. And they're going to take away the sovereignty of all the nations and form them into their ten kingdoms that they established back in the 1960s. So they're not prosperity preachers. They're deceivers, and all that that they've done has prepared the people nothing for what they need now, because in the kingdom of God you can speak words and things will come forth. If you want, if you have a work to do, then God says you have a place you have to be. Do you not think you can be translated there instantly? People have done that recently. God has shown it's still available. But there you will do it because it's the work you're given to do, not because you're trying to show off, because you want to fulfill the work God gives you to do, and if he tells you to be somewhere and He wants you at this time, you're there. Because particles move. You could take I, I did these wrote these laws of science that they don't understand, but basically, you can take particles, and by the word of God, you can cause all of a particle to come where you want it to be. So when you make something and it needs to be somewhere, very cheaply you can put it there. Because the particles will go where the kingdom didn't Jesus say that if you had faith of a mustard seed you could tell this mountain to move to here and it will be moved. You don't tempt God, but you do the kingdom work of God to the glory of God for the purpose of God. And it's by his words. He says you can say, What do you say? You have to say it in the way of the words. In the way of the seven spirits, in the way of knowledge, the third person was Zophar, and it's interesting. It's it's that this is he rising early, and he had a crown. See, the first spirit of God that was released in the first seal judgment was a white horse, which would mean come out of the blackness and come to the knowledge of of the Lord. Put on a white garment. And he had the bow, which it means. Get the wisdom and shoot the arrows of God, which is the words of God, because the Lord is the polished shaft and the scriver of God. So he's the arrow, and every time we send it, it's a salvation because we're sending his word, which is salvation. It will be delivered. And the third is the the thing the first seal judgment had a crown, which represents understanding. So here you have these three men who are given the work of the first three spirits of God. And then they had Elu. Elu was given the work to be a counselor of God. I've explained all this in the writing, but I didn't explain these three names but of the first three guys, but they the way of the first three spirits. You know what? Interesting, at the end of all this, you come to Job's three daughters and they also testify of the change. See, now Job at, at the end of in in Job uh, 42 um 1 to 6 he repents to the Lord and and the Lord receives his repentance like he promises he will do to us if we will obey Joel 2 12 to 20 at this time. And God gave him. He says um Job's daughters in in verse 15 he told us that in all the land no women were found as fair as Job's daughters. And their names were Jemina Cassia, Karen, Hoppa. I don't know if I, if I pronounce those wrong. I'm sorry, but they three dollars. But the interesting thing is they are aligned exactly in the way of the three spirits. The first one, the name means day and light. First day creation. See, Job is taking the names of God and tying it to the works of the words of God because now he has understanding and wisdom. So he calls them by the names of God, by the ways of the three spirits of God, and they are totally blessed because of this. So her name was Lady Daylight. <laughs> Some people say it was dove, but it's not, not in the Hebrew. It would make it different. Um, it says she who acts like the sea. But if you consider it closely, it's what he's talking about is the waters and being set apart by them, set apart from them. So she's like the light. You know, he, he said, let there be light and there was light. She separates the light and the darkness. The sea, as it tells us in Revelation seventeen fifteen, is the nations, the peoples, the multitudes and their languages. But she separates the light. In other words, the entrance of his words gives light. So, She's separating. She's the day. She's of the day and not of the night. See, in the night, they're going to be sealed. But in the night, there won't be any night in the, in the kingdom of God because the night is when God pours out his judgments, his works. But in we won't have to have the night because God is with us. And it's immediate. So he do not have to pour it out on us. And we've already been sealed. We have an eternal seal. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, John 5, 24. So we don't need the night, but the night is on those in the prisons of God where the darkness is. Because they're always learning the way of God, but but doing it by punishment. And they're in the body of a worm. And they're in the mire, the mud. Why are they in the mud? It could be clay. You could say it was just dirt. But no, he moistens it because there's always darkness. And they're learning that. It's not a beautiful water that's pouring out and bringing forth plants. It's a mire. It's a mud. It's the dust and water, that's all. It's like, you know, having only um, wheat to eat or something, a smaller portion of it, or barley, very humble, dirt, mud. And the second one, Cassia, her name is, it is done. Why is it done? Because it's finished word, he got the word now. What he's talking about is she as like a finished work. It's done. Then the third one is wonderful. This one is the, the horn of the eye of a paint. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Eye. Understanding. The lamp. She sees everything in the way of the words. The horn of God. And everything is beautiful before because she's always doing good for others with understanding. So all these three are working together to bring forth beautiful harmony. And that's what he's saying. No women, women, were found so fair as Job's daughters. Not only the beautiful ones, but they also understood many other things. People think, and I've thought for a long time these names really meant uh a formula for beauty uh, treatment on the, on the face. And it could be, but this is what they were. They're the three spirits of God. Job is using, and that's why God, he see, he doesn't name the boys here. He names the daughters. He had four do, four sons, three daughters. And he doesn't name them. Or maybe, I can't remember how many sons he had. But he had the sons, and, but these three daughters were marvelous. I think he had seven sons. But um, he... What he's doing here is he's showing us. See, women are symbolic of the spirit of God going forth and making known the words of God, preparing the way. And so he blessed them. It's like David. He know Joseph had a coat of many colors because he's bringing forth the nation. Jacob knew it. But when he come to David, David put the coat of many colors on all his girls. Every one of his girls, the Bible says, he put the coat of many colors on because he wanted them to get the fullness of the wisdom so that they could prepare the household, so that the people in the house would receive the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of the works of God and the ways of the seven spirits of God. That's what David was doing. Now, I'd like to quickly touch on something else which was interesting, which is Joe, uh, not Joe, but um, the work of uh, Elisha. In Second Kings thirteen, where he's talking about the the king came to him, and the king um, uh, comes to Elisha because Elisha was dying. I believe that the Lord maybe extended uh, Elisha's life there, just like at this time, because it, it's it, he wanted him to get the the, the numbers. I mean, to, to get the message. God was being merciful. In this by the sickness coming upon Elisha that he would die by. He didn't have to buy by that according to like Moses or even Elijah went up and Elisha had a double anointing. But see, the, the reason why it is is when that message got to the king, the king came to him. So I believe that that is why God allowed this. And when he came to him, he said uh, uh, to him that, uh, he says, oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. See, the, the words of God, the carrier of the words of God, it's like the chariot and the horseman. He's talking about he has access to the knowledge of the words of God and to carry the power and strength of the Lord. So he said, um, he we wept over him. And what he was worrying about is the fact that uh, um, he was going you know, the nation was under great trouble. From Syria and so on. So what he's saying here is that Elisha said, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. And a bow, as I told you, is like our tongue. We speak forth the words. The arrow is the word. The word is symbolic of Jesus. It is he is the shining shaft in the quiver of God, Isaiah forty nine two. So what he's saying, I believe it's forty-nine two. Um, but that uh what he's saying here is he took some bow and some arrows, and he said, "Put your hand on the bow." So he put his hand on it, and Elijah put his hand on the king's hands. See, Elijah is that double blessing. He received the double blessing. So he had the king's hand, which was given the appointment to rule over the people, and now he's putting his prophetic hands upon it. and He put both hands on him for justice and righteousness. So he said, "Oh," then he told him to. Uh, Open the east window and and the king opened it and Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And Elisha said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike Syria at Aphek, which is their stronghold, it means stronghold, till you have destroyed them see the deliverance you, you're not just deliverance from the the armies and the nations of the people but from the evil works of there from Syria the people the, from Syria the nation as well as Syria the teachings and the way of them so he said take the arrows and he said he took the, the king took them and he said to the king of Israel strike the ground so he struck it the three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said you should have struck five or six times then you would have struck Syria till you had it destroyed. You had destroyed it but now you will strike Syria only three times. See the sad thing is we don't know the way of the words. We don't know the way of the seven spirits. We don't know these things that are critical. See you only get the separating from the world, and you get the wisdom of the words, and you get the understanding. But the fourth thing is the counsel of God, the Lord. That's judgment. But The fifth thing is the power and might of the Father. That's why the the the, the birds of the air and the sea, the fish in the sea, are in there. <clears throat> the fish symbolic of the words of God that that separate us from those of the world. Take them out of the sea and eat them. You're you're taking and taking the words and separating you. That meat is separating you from those of the world and then you have the, the beef and so on the cattle that's a different the oxen and so on but here we, the, the next thing is the fact that you have the, uh, the next ones you put the cattle but that is for our work that's the knowledge that's the six spirits, the knowledge of God for our works of the kingdom a wise king would have struck it six times because what he wanted was to build forth the kingdom of God and we should be concerned about it this, at this time and at this time, we should be pleading for eight times. Because at this time is the time of the new wine, the time of coming forth, the former rain and the latter rain. He says, ask for both. The latter rain is the seven spirits, the former rain is, is the, you have the spirits, but the, the latter one is meaning the sun is going to shine seven times greater each day. Otherwise, other words, you have the full measure of the work of the seven spirits at this time which leads you to regeneration. And our work that we want is to guide people to eternal life at this time. So that's why you strike it with eight. And that's why your hand is authority and so on. We don't understand and we need to grow in wisdom and understanding at this time. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. and We pray, Lord, that you will hear our call. And Lord, we pray that, dear Lord, you'll send forth your spirit and enable the people to understand what is happening at this time. And dear Lord, that they must set themselves apart. And Lord, even though they are as wonderful as Job, Lord, they need to know that they do not see your words because you said, dear Lord, you began the entrance of the day of the Lord began with the, with the entrance of light, which is the entrance of your words. And they have not seen. They've heard your words, repeated them to many, but they have not discerned the light. Father, we pray that you enable them to understand these things. We ask it in thy precious and thy holy name,